if you didn't know, um, the Super Bowl just happened, and they showed a bunch of trailers for a bunch of movies, and yeah, like they normally do. A lot of promotion, a lot of commercials, a lot of trailers, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Transformer one, I got something to talk about that. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm a big fan of Beast Wars, so yeah, I'm not happy. Um, you also got the Super Mario Brothers commercial, which was actually really um, funny. Uh, really nostalgic for anyone who knows anything about Mario. Uh, what else did they do? They, 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 did, they did something else. I'm trying to remember. I'm blanking on it. I can't remember. But, um, but they also did the Flash movie. Now, the Flash movie is going to be basically stealing entirely from the Flashpoint um, comic book. The crazy thing about this is that for whatever reason, a majority of these comic book movies have been associated with comic books that are largely bad or infamous, if you will. And the thing is, is that I've, I've explained before in great detail, you can check out another episode I've done. I've talked about it multiple times in different episodes, but um, I've explained before how realistically comic book comic book writers now and uh, don't un- comic book writers now don't understand that there is a huge difference between an infamous story and a famous story. And the thing is, is that a major like a lot of comic book stories are really popular, really talked about, really well known for being infamous, and that is because of how terrible they were. Um, Case in point, the fucking clone saga within Spider-Man. So many things have tried to redo that, and literally the only thing that's gotten fairly well has been, um, or that was um, basically something able to stomach, was the Spider-Man animated series that came out back in 1994. Um, But even that was... (laughs) <laughs> but the thing is, is that they keep trying to reintroduce the clone saga. Even now, Miles Morales has his own clone saga, and they announced that Gwen Stacy's getting one. And they keep doing it, not understanding that people hated the comic book clone saga. It was one of the worst things that ever happened to Spider-Man. It literally undid 20 years worth of work. And no one who was a fan of Spider-Man appreciated it. They hated that story. It was a terrible idea. It was a bad bad story yet because it was so widely and popularly discussed people confused the infamy for famous and it it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't it was infamous not famous so realistically flashpoint is another thing that um fits in that same realm um flashpoint was essentially the comic that was supposed to be the jumping off point or the precursor behind the new 52. They generally just kind of released it. It just kind of did its own thing and then reset everything so they can usher in the new 52. It wasn't as big of an event as typical stuff is like crisis on infinite earths or, um, you know, other big, uh, like death to Superman, big, big shebang bang emotions and stuff like that. It just kind of came, I think it was like five issues in total. And then it just, Went away, then it was like, bam, everything in DC reset. And it's like, the fuck? But the Flashpoint comic, again, fits in that same category as being the precursor behind the New 52, as well as kind of disestablishing what Flash's concept was, going against the norm of his power, kind of making the speed force be something that has a has a limit to it and whatnot. <laughs> really, really botching a bunch of shit. Uh 
and then just being something that's responsible for possibly one of the worst iterations of DC characters, which is the new 52 and has ever been conceived until they did Rebirth, which basically was also something terrible that they had to go back and renege on because this shit is bad. So why would you then try to do a story that is based upon Flashpoint? Now, me being outside looking in on that, I have so many questions as to why you would try to do that. I get the understanding and um, the reasoning behind, like, you know, he ran so fast that he went back in time and whatnot, and it was like, okay, sure, but the Flash, why not? But you have an air of like, huh, with that, if you know anything about the character, but at the same time to explain a lot of the shit that goes on within the story. But for the most part, you also have that huge, um, that huge kind of, uh, I want to say like a big fucking, big fucking uh, elephant in the room of just the fact that this is going to be done much like how the Flashpoint comic was done to reset the new um, reset DC and start the new 52 is that this is going to be done to reset the DC um, movie universe so that they can have the new James Gunn era of DC um, stuff, content and whatnot. And, you know, the irony is so much there. It's so hilarious and funny and for, for damn sure should be poked at, made fun of and laughed at. But, Looking at the trailer that they had, for the most part, I don't see this movie being bad or having that much wrong with it or being anything that's that disagreeable um, with it. Um, for one, Flash isn't that prominent or well-known of a character. Now, you can argue that all goddamn day long, but realistically, a lot of people who know of the Flash, like that are within my generation, got introduced to him because of not comics, but because of the Justice League animated series. So if you're in that boat, you understand what I'm talking about. But lo and behold, the Flash on that series was Wally West, not Barry Allen, as well as the fact that nothing has been done with this character within the big screen to basically give you any type of symbolism of prominent note of what he's about, what he could do, and whatever is going on with his character. It sucks that his very first movie is going to be a movie that's going to essentially redo everything, but I felt as if, you know, they could have easily did something better for him, uh, considering that he is such a big name staple character within the world of DC, but at the same time, you're still running with an unknown for the most part, like, because of how poorly managed DC has been with their structure of the movies, this is something where it's like, I understand the idea of essentially copying Spider-Man No Way Home and giving him a helping hand and introducing other known characters as well as nostalgic characters to try and get the audience's goat to come see the damn thing. But that this really should have been something that was like, you know, his third movie in, not his very first solo movie let alone a solo movie where you're immediately going to give him a fucking double. <laughs> how, how clever, DC, how clever. But for the most part, I got to admit that the poor handling of the Justice League movie was never anything that was vindictive of the characters from the Justice League movie. Now, you can argue that Gal Gadot's acting was always atrocious, which it was, as well as um, 
the unnecessary scenes as well as the dark overtones and the completely, completely dull, boring and depressing atmosphere that Zack Snyder wanted to give out was just so everly present within a group of heroes that are known for being bubbly, happy-go-lucky, cheerful, and the bright side of American society. God damn it, Zack Snyder. <laughs> it's just so bad. They never really got a chance to shine correctly. Now, let us not forget, all ye who may, that the Aquaman movie came out and made a billion fucking dollars, <laughs> despite the fact that it was Aquaman. And you now have The Flash coming up, a better known superhero who essentially has a more positive aspect in fandom, finally getting his debut in his own solo movie. Regardless if he has a gaggle of people helping him out, it is still his solo movie. Now, for everyone shaking their finger and like waving their ass and opening their mouth about this subject matter, it's something that I just can't help but realize and understand that when it comes to culture critics, generally, a big deal of them don't get regular people. They don't talk to regular people. They don't social, they don't interact on a daily basis with regular people. Generally, their bubble is their bubble, especially if it's like doing shit like this is a full-time job. This isn't my full-time job. I do this for fun. But I it like it generally it, it goes back to like essentially I was on YouTube listening to a bunch of people talk about this movie, and every single one of them had me raise my eyebrow when it came towards their assessment of what the movie is going to be about because all day long while I was at work talking with normal people everyone kept gushing about the Flash movie they can't wait to see it they want to see it they can't wait to see it but then upon me hearing YouTube reviewers and people who've seen the movie all they can talk about is Ezra Miller and I hate to bust your bubble but nobody fucking cares I, I I'm sorry to tell you this I'm sorry to be the one to shake the baby <laughs> but you need to understand regular people don't know who he is, what he did, or give two fucks about it. He's a Hollywood actor who's fucking crazy. Newsflash, most of Hollywood is fucking crazy. So that's not that big of a deal. He's doing shit and he got off of it because he's a rich white boy. Newsflash, most rich white boys get off from doing crazy shit. It's not that big of a deal. Does it have anything to do with his acting in said movie? Nothing. As much as I've heard people criticize and talk about his acting as Flash within the movies, I generally have the opposite opinion about it. I didn't find his Flash annoying or in like someone that's just like stressfully painful to watch or anything like that. In fact, he was a welcome member to the Justice League who were basically this somber, sad sack of motherfuckers who really, really can't act I totally agree with Josh Whedon on the fact that Gal Gadot can't act, the black dude who played Cyborg can't act, and the Justice League movie itself was flawed from the get-go because they gave Zack Snyder way too much power. Dude didn't know what the fuck he was doing. He really should have read some books, but he clearly didn't. That's why Man of Steel was the way that it was. Superman, literally the, the face, the, an American poster boy, and you made him depressed idiot. <laughs> so with Ezra Miller's character as Flash, upon me seeing both the Snyder Cut as well as the Justice League movie, I liked his character. There was nothing wrong with his character. Him being Barry Allen, again, most people in my generation grew up with Wally West. So 
He's acting just like that Flash. And that's fine with me. He's an annoying younger, he's an annoying younger type of character towards the main group of people within the Justice League. He has powers and they rely on him, but at the same time, they kind of have an endearing factor towards him because he is young and he does the thing and he says the things that he says. And they explain that fine within the Justice League. Yes, he was kind of annoying and weird and spazzy, but he made that prevalent that that's what his character is. He is that. He's he's not normal. He doesn't socialize. He's he has his own little fucking weird den where like where like a bunch of TV screens are up, and he just lives there on his own. <laughs> like it, they explain the weirdness, so it's fine that he is weird. But the thing was is that it wasn't an annoying weird. It was an acceptable one, especially in such a de- depressing type of world that Zack Snyder made up. So I don't get the gripe of essentially immediately hating on his acting. Because again, I'm someone who basically, uh, <laughs> like, I was there when Mel Gibson said, I hope you get raped by a pack of nicks. <laughs> and that was hard to hear <laughs> from Braveheart. But, Bloodfather, get the gringo. Um, fuck, what is it? Uh, Fat Man. And uh, it's a movie he did, I think it was on Amazon, where it was like he was an ex cop stuck in his house and it was torn, like a, a tsunami coming in Florida. His daughter was trying to get him out and this other cop and his partner came to try and help him out. But then the place gets robbed by like these gangsters. And uh, then they all try to suit up and try to fight them while they're dealing with the tornado happening outside. Bunch of crazy shit. A dude has like a pet tiger in his house. <laughs> That's actually a really good movie that has Mel Gibson in it. And I cannot deny that Mel Gibson as an actor can still fucking act. Am I going over his house anytime soon? No. Does that have anything to do with the quality of movies and his acting skills? Not a goddamn bit. And he was also a dope-ass villain in the third Expendables movie. Like, seriously, he was so domineering when he was, like, being arrested and talking with Sylvester Stallone and how you had all the younger people sitting in the room, like, sitting in, like, the little cargo truck thing with him. And he was basically talking to them, like, yeah, y'all don't... Yeah, you think this is like stopping me? And it's like, no, it's not. And it's like, especially alone being a little bitch about this. It's like, realistically, like, yo, let's untake off the cuffs and let's just go out and try and kill each other with our bare hands. Like, yeah, let's do that. And like the kids were laughing at him. He's like, I'm not kidding. I'm serious. We've done this stuff. Like, we've done stuff like this before. And fantastic. Great. I like Mel Gibson. <laughs> but again, the quality of his work has absolutely nothing to do with the character that he is in the real world. I could give two shits about what Ezra Miller is doing. Hell, Jared Leto goes around dressed up like Jesus saying a bunch of goofy shit, but Jared Leto can fucking act. So, <laughs> like, that has nothing to do with me because I'm not going around listening to Jared Leto. I do like 30 Seconds from Mars music, some of it, but I'm not going around being like, oh, yeah, I definitely need to go to worship Jared Leto. He's Jesus. <laughs> like, no, fuck no. What are you, crazy? <laughs> He was an okay Joker. Too bad he didn't get enough time as Joker. Mm, too bad. Sure shad. <laughs> that movie he did with Denzel was pretty good, though. That was, a, that was an okay movie. That was, that, was a, that was an okay movie. What was I talking about again? Oh, yeah. The fact that these people need to get off this fucking high horse because they were following the ridiculous 
aspects in the world that Ezra Miller was going through. Realistically, normal people don't give a fuck. They don't care. Why would they even look into it? He wasn't someone that was famous enough to even be on the radar for most people, let alone with his actions, anything that was kind of blown up into the, um, into the, like the, the zeitgeist of most people's um, understanding of what's going on within um, movies and shit like that. Hell, the, tra- the Flash movie had a trailer. It had a trailer, and the only thing everyone can talk about is the fact that the movie itself looks decent and good. And then the other thing that everyone harps on is the fact Michael Keaton's coming back as Batman. Me, personally, I got an issue with him in the old Batman suit. It just looks weird. But, like, I wish they ended it up and, like, made it better since I was supposed to be, like, it. it's just different. You know, it should look different. But it's like the same old suit. He can't turn his head. You know, that was, like, the main problem with all of the Batman suits is that he couldn't turn his head. Thus, but those movies were doable. So, hey, it seems like they got it under control i don't know but realistically that's all that everyone talked about no one was like can we trust this flash movie because of ezra miller's past with the law like no because i already swept that shit under the rug a while ago like hey they had him plead guilty they got a plea deal and basically wb fit the bill for whatever damages he caused and shit Motherfucker, Scott Free again. Shit that happens in Hollywood for two hundred, Alice. When <laughs> it's not that problematic. Remember when Robert Downey Jr. became Iron Man? <laughs> Remember what Robert Downey Jr. used to do? <laughs> Does that change your opinion of Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man? <laughs> However, you answered that last question should be enough of a grandeur of exactly what regular people think about Ezra Miller. They do not give a fuck. Hell, I brought it up to some of my friends who are actually indulgent and um, constantly look into and watch superhero movies and enjoy them greatly, um, to much to my dismay. <laughs> and essentially, it's like, well, you know about Ezra Miller. And they're like, what about him? And it's like, well, that's the end of this conversation, because what's the point of telling you? What is that going to do? Is it going to change your opinion? Are you going to not want to see the movie now? No, you're not. Like, it's not going to do anything. Because I told them, and it didn't change their opinion at all. <laughs> they didn't. They just didn't give a fuck. Because normal people don't give a fuck. So they even sit there and go that, oh, that's going to be the problematic factor with this movie. No, that's going to be a problematic factor with people who looked into that factor. But for everyone else, not that big of a deal. Superhero movies are still a big boom in the industry. For much as everyone might think that they're um, that they're tired of it, you're fucking stupid. Um, they'll never get tired of it. And it's it's another concept of essentially you not understanding um, media <laughs> or a different media and how people perceive it. To even sit there and criticize that, hey, well now that Michael Keaton's showing up as Batman, that's like three different Batman all existing in the same time, and no one has a problem with that. No, they don't. Why would they? It is Batman. That's never been an issue. The fuck? <laughs> Dude, like you're, you're dealing with a character that comes from a media that literally has different alterations and different stories tell, told from the same character, whether or not it is that they're in one situation or another. So just because comic books have turned into the beast that they've turned into, regardless of how you feel about multiverse theory or anything like that, that is the beast that they made themselves. But because of that concept, People are easily success acceptable to anything that they throw out when it comes to comic book characters because they fit in that realm. Totally different when you're dealing with anime and manga, which only got that one storyline. So when you fuck that up, then you get shit like the Cowboy Bebop um, show. But 
Cowboy Bebop was something that had multiple iterations, multiple revisions, multiple um, tales in which they've told where Cowboy Bebop, which anime don't do, but if they did have that, then hey, you'd be hard-pressed to find someone being able to argue against the fact that instead of it being this is a terrible rendition of Cowboy Bebop, it instead would be, well, this was just a bad story from the world of Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> much like this story or that story instead of it being a good one like this story or that story but that's not what you get that's not what you get with anime and manga but that is something that you get with comic books because comic books became that kind of beast so having multiple batmans is not a problem nor is it something where it's like they're all fighting for attention hell if the second joker movie introduces a batman i'm not going to give a fuck i'm going to like it if the movie is actually good it's not a matter of the subject matter of the person who's acting in it or the the content it's just the quality of what it is that they're trying to present to the masses people say something is boring because something is boring the batman movie that had um Damn, what is his name? The dude from Twilight. Robert Patterson. The Batman movie that had Robert Patterson in it. For the most, for the hype that the trailers presented for that movie, sadly enough, the movie itself, overall um, uh, end goal, like end content when it finally came out, was very slowly paced and kind of boring. A lot of the shit that they did that would have worked well and would have been fantastic, they kind of squandered in order to have just like these real sullen long scenes that kind of went nowhere. And there's so much fat in that movie that should have easily been cut out to make way for a better concept that was just sorely missed because you had a creator who sat there and told himself Batman's going to represent vengeance and Riddler's going to represent justice. And that just sounds retarded from anyone who knows who these characters are. Dumbass. <laughs> I'm vengeance. Like, even to the point where Catwoman only called him vengeance as if that made any type of sense because... He's not vengeance. He is justice. It is just a dark justice. So it would have made more sense for Riddler, who literally was doing shit out of revenge, to be vengeance. Like, how the fuck you fuck that up in your own movie trying to establish that concept? Jesus Christ. Batman was going around doing his own brand of justice, and Riddler was going around trying to get revenge on everybody who wronged him. Why would Batman be vengeance and Riddler be just stupid, so stupid? And then you had Riddler do shit like a Zodiac killer rather than shit that Riddler would do. And literally the only scene in the entire movie that was showcased something of what Riddler was capable of was when the dude had the bomb strapped around his neck in the um, goddamn cemetery. I mean, um, in the little uh, funeral scene. And I hated that that was the best you could do with literally what that should have been the whole character. Other than that, everything Riddler did was basically that of um, anarchy. And, like, honestly, that just would have been a cool way to have a villain that a lot of people don't even know about be showcased because you don't need a, a mainstay villain from the Rogue Gallery, but you could literally use any of Batman's villains and it'll work just fine. If you could write it, you could do Hush really well. But no one in Hollywood currently has that ability. <laughs> I no one has that ability to do Hush well. <laughs> But you could do it, but no one is on that part yet. So if anyone attempted, it would be a terrible movie. But if done right, Hush would be badass. That would be that would be a dope movie if someone was able to do that correctly. Like ha halfway through the movie, you don't know whether or not you saw Bruce Wayne or Hush the entire time, and it's never really revealed throughout the movie. Oh, just a whole mind fuck. Mm. It just ooh, that just sounds sweet. <laughs> just, ooh, that, yeah, beautiful. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Ooh, I guarantee. 
<laughs> so what exactly is my point? My point is that realistically, you got these critics talking about this shit and they're going to be systematically very much proven wrong. Hell, I could be proven wrong of what I'm talking about. But look at it like this. A lot of these people, a lot of these people sat there and thought that the Avatar 2 movie was going to be bad. And I jokingly said I wanted to do good. And the bitch made $2 billion. God damn it. That thing is an 11-year-old sequel. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and these same people who sat there and just trying to vilify James Cameron. Oh, he said this. He did that. And people saw the movie regardless. Because guess what? They don't give a fuck. They just want entertainment. And so, realistically, Flash, a known character, but not that well-known of a character, getting his own movie during a time in which people are desperate to see a lot of superhero content, actually good superhero content, being shoved in with a movie filled with a nostalgia character, as well as showcasing that it's going to have plenty of action scenes, plenty of comedy, and a lot of wholesome um, uh, um, artistic vision that stays true to the character itself because it's taken from an actual known comic book related to the character... I don't understand why you would think that this wouldn't do well. It, it doesn't make any sense that it wouldn't. It it has all the signs that it would. Let it, like like I said, I could be wrong, but I doubt it. <laughs> I, I doubt it because I get people. People like movies. People saw Godzilla versus Kong. I hated Godzilla versus Kong, but I'm not people. <laughs> a regular boy trying to live a regular life and I can't I just can't I can't do it anymore so this realistically is something that I just found incredibly stupid because you just have so many people not truly understanding the media or understanding people like I said this movie is going to do very well very very well and by all means, it's not going to be something on a level of like what Black Panther 2 was, where Black Panther 2 was something that essentially had everything working against it, where you built up the entirety of the knowledge of Black Panther based off of Chadwick Boseman's portrayal of T'Challa. And so then upon actually coming towards the, um, the apex of making a sequel, you had built up his character throughout so many different iterations and other movies that when you finally were able to do a sequel to his movie, which also built up the character itself and did nothing but harp on the concept of black pride and black people and race <laughs> and whatnot. So the point where that's all that you've driven home with his character being at the forefront of this upon not either recasting his character and instead doing making your entire movie just being sad over the loss of his character, you had no choice but to understand that regular people weren't going to give a damn because all you ever did was build them up on T'Challa. And then upon removing him, there was a clear miss in everything else you had going on within your story. Thus, why it did poorly in comparison to the original, which is never a good sign when it comes to sequels. The first Black Panther made a billion dollars. The sequel should have made at least a billion and seven. At least. It made 800 million. So, with these being the factors, it, it just goes to show you, and it's like, you gotta take a step back and think of this shit. Spider-Man No Way Home 
is one of the worst iterations of Spider-Man I've ever seen. It is a bad movie. The Tom Holland Spider-Man movies are just horrible. I've spoken on this before and I've spoken on it many times and I'll speak on it again. They're terrible movies. No Way Home by far is a far more palpable movie than Home, um, uh, fuck, what is it? Homecoming and um, uh, Far From Home. But No Way Home, Nowhere, um, No Way Home to me is similar to Spider-Man 3 where it's a 50-50 movie. Half of it is actually really good, really well acted, and really enjoyable. And the other half of it is a crock of shit. But that doesn't mean that he has a passing grade. It just means that it's a 50. It's just, it's 50. I can watch it again, for sure. But I'm not going to sit there and pretend as if the whole goddamn thing is really, really good. It isn't. And so, with that mindset, No Way Home made over a billion dollars. This Flash movie seems like it's going to do the exact same fucking thing. So, you know, take that what you may. If anything, we got a couple of months until, you know, we see what happens. But for the most part, I think I'm right on this one. And, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll definitely see what happens. If I'm wrong, I'll for surely admit it. But I don't think I am. I really don't think I am. People just don't give a fuck. <laughs> just really don't give a fuck. But... Hey, if you truly feel that strongly about it, or if you truly want them to pay for doing something that's crazy, it's like keeping Ezra Miller and getting rid of um, uh, Henry Cavill. By all means, don't watch the movie. Please don't watch the movie. Protest this movie. Make them know that this shit is crazy, and they shouldn't sit there and give a pass for someone just because, well, they want them to be the future face of an industry, regardless of whatever fucking contract they sign. People, their actions should have consequences, and for all, and for definitely, people should own up to the shit. But first, you got to make people care. Because right now, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> and with that, I'm going to end it. This has been another episode of Fun with Flame. I've been your host, Daniel Flame. And it's always good people. I hope you have fun.